Hi. Hey, I really, I really appreciate your attire, by the way. Do you know, I, I thought you were going to wear your jersey because I don't have a jersey. And I think I've mentioned here before how I feel about t-shirts. And so I was going to borrow your jersey. And then I thought, nope, I bet he's going to wear it. And then you didn't. Your Chiefs jersey. Yeah. I could have been like lounging right now in like an oversized jersey, ready to catch a football or something. My brain is my over capacity, so I can't remember some things. I should But pack I it really for appreciate you, your Kansas City Chief repping. Thank you. Repping I wore this it. last year on the day they won the Super Bowl. I mean, which Super Bowl? There's just been so many Super Bowls. Well, there's now. only been three. Uh, that I, I mean, so many. So many. So let's just so hold them while we can. <laughs> Very grateful for hey, that. Hey, you. <laughs> brought up football. <laughs> that was other. a weird. <laughs> I brought. I did bring up. Fo- I love football. You brought up football. I um, love it. So talk to me about what football stuff. So I oh, I love football. I went to I went to a Division One college. I didn't play football there, <laughs> but I was really good at tailgating. I would have been like first mm, draft yes. for tailgating. Um, that should that should be. A role on a football team. I like best tailgaters. Chief tailgater. Oh, yeah. Like, I like <laughs> captain, maybe tailgater or something. Anyway, or head tailgater. It doesn't matter. So I was talking to you about it, though, because of this season, fall. I just love all of it. I embrace all of it. Sweaters, like warm coffee, all not pumpkin spice, but all the things that are fall. Mm. And I was just telling you. like pumpkin you, flavor? I like pumpkin flavor. I do not like pumpkin spice. I've never asked. Lattes, if you really, okay, okay. Because I like coffee, coffee, okay, or tea, I and know. so pumpkin spice is just too much for my palate. But you like pumpkin pie. I know we've been married for twenty years. I, I, I don't. Well, know I like, like pumpkin. pumpkin I like the breads. I like pumpkin bread. Ah, okay. I like banana bread. I'm not strawberry rhubarb is like the only mm. pie, and pudding like any anything chocolate pudding. It doesn't matter. All right. Anyway, Football. all I was saying was I was telling you and I looked it up because I was like, it feels like um, I love football, but it it in the last few years, maybe just because the Chiefs have been doing really great for the first time in decades. And they've always um, dominated. Or the most consistently, I should say, not for the first time, because they, they had some years in the 90s where they spiked and uh, but where they've been consistently good and even going to... Super Bowl, like playing in February, which has been new for us. And so I was just, I just had this thought as I was driving one day is I wonder what football is doing to us though. Cause you know how things can just easily become so important that they become everything and we sure. forget about the big stuff. So I was talking to you about it cause I, I looked it up. Football has replaced baseball as our nation's most popular spectator sport. What? This was a study wow. by psychology today. Um, I I think that the the most telling is and what I was thinking about was money. I'm getting more ads because Titus plays football. Yeah. He plays for Black Hills Youth Football League mm-hmm. and he's on the Raiders, which for as long as I've been alive have been one of the Chiefs' worst enemies. They're so right? annoying. Well, we don't need to They're not really a rival because like the real Raiders, they're no good. But, yes, it be David. But they're, no. they're annoying. They're like they're like the come on. All I'm saying. Well, I just remember in the, when I was a kid and we would go to games or watch games. They they just I remember them being really big bullies. That's all. But anyway, so we've got the Raiders. So I'm looking up Raiders gear so I can go cheer on Titus and his team, but also Chief stuff. 
and I'm bombarded with ads and stuff. And I was like, this could really become an issue. 67% of Americans will spend money on at least one item for the upcoming football season. Wow. 67%. 67%. Um, and when you just think about um, one in four consumers say they'll incur credit card debt because of football season. What? And this is NFL. We're not talking about little kids. But it's just become a whole thing that really hijacks our lives from like August until February. And so I was just talking to you about like sacrifice, like we our our priorities can easily change and be swayed. And so I was just looking at the science behind it because paint their faces, wear team jerseys, travel across the country, pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a team of millionaires to watch like a group of millionaires <laughs> throw a ball and like wrestle each other. Yeah. And uh it it um I literally started looking into the psychology of it. Like I had a friend that was flying on a plane last week to go watch her team play. So she was in the city of the opposing team. Okay. On her way and like perfect strangers were coming up to her, razzing her, and some of them in jest, in fun, right. and others being actually cruel. And I was like, this is just an interesting, like we forget ourselves sometimes. And maybe it's not football for you. Maybe it's something else. But just processing what what sacrifice and and just having the right focus, no matter what time of year it is. Because I do, I, I want to hike every day, all day in the fall because it's beautiful, my perfect temperature. Um, we all have whatever it is. But I just thought, I just thought it was worth talking about. And since it's football season, anyway, I, I thought good. it was a good thing to, to bring up and heart check. Yeah. And heart check. So you've got, I mean, well, you got, there's other statistics. I don't know if I've shared it on the podcast, but so for a long time, the NFL was the biggest money making machine of, of all, all, all the sports mm -hmm. in, in the United States to where you did, like even look at it major league baseball and all that. So profit was it was in the NFL. Recently the NFL has gotten beaten out of being the biggest profit maker uh regarding sports. Youth sports. Oh yeah, okay. I thought now, you were going to say baseball or something. No, is now a category okay. that is producing That's wild. more I believe it than though. the NFL who is now takes a second place. So what it shows you though is that people seem to be aware of a need to give up to sacrifice mm -hmm. something to for whatever for, to to do the thing that they're wanting to do or they get mm -hmm. the thing that they're mm -hmm. wanting to get. That you know, sometimes I think there's this idea that society no longer sacrifices. <laughs> that we're, we're just oh, well, we are <laughs> no, we we are. That's why the, the amount of people you know taking on debt to get NFL apparel. Mm -hmm. Like taking on debt, an IOU, mm -hmm. and then probably not paying the card off immediately, paying interest on for mm -hmm. a shirt or sweatshirt and, or whatever. And what's interesting to me, though, is so the reasoning is, one, it's tied to something they love, so it brings them joy. It mm -hmm. is nostalgia or it brings them memory, like all good reasoning, uh, but very telling about who who we are. <laughs> the evidence is showing, and I think football is a great way to get into this, that, that we are sacrificing. Mm -hmm. All of us might be able to make a list of here's where I sacrifice. Here's 
where my money goes toward. Mm-hmm. Here's where my my time does. Here's where my I'm helping other people or whatever it is. But we're 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 sacrificing. Mm-hmm. We're the question is then like where are you sacrificing and what value is that bringing and are you are you sacrificing really in the right places mm-hmm. for the right reasons mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. to where let's get beyond like should you or shouldn't you sacrifice and acknowledge that the statistics tell us that the majority of Americans are actually sacrificing we just maybe have it misdirected mm-hmm. uh, that's a good way to say it where it's something to talk about. It's something to, it's something to say, you know what? Okay. I am sacrificing. Mm-hmm. Most people would say, I don't sacrifice anything. So, okay. Interesting. I, I, I read a, I mean, I, I read something about, um, Rick Warren is a pastor. Well, he, he was a pastor of Saddleback and, and Dan Cathy who owns or owned Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Come on. Chick-fil-A. Chicken. Oh, sounds so good. Anyways, I came across this in the world of sacrifice. Rick Warren, they, they were hanging out and they were checking out a new Chick-fil-A restaurant being built. Dan Cathy was showing Rick mm-hmm. Warren, hey, look at this new restaurant that we're building and this is great. And while they were there, they both were hungry. Now, the Chick-fil-A restaurant's not built yet. So they went next door, <laughs> no joke, to Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> so can you imagine seeing this? Dan Cathy <laughs> walking, walking in, into a Taco not Bell. Not that that kid at the register would even know who he was, but I think it's I think it's very humble of him to be willing he to probably, go. Yeah. We got to go drive over somewhere else. So here's Chick-fil-A. what's interesting. So he goes into. Um, I guess you can call him a competitor. I don't know. What do you Taco think they Bell, get at Taco Bell? I don't know that Taco Bell's trying to. No, compete. they're different. They're di- Taco Bell's more of a two a.m. game. I feel like Taco than- Bell's more of a. I don't care what I'm eating. I just need something into my stomach. Yeah, and I need it to leave my stomach really quickly. That's why I'm See taking a sabbatical there? from yeah. Taco Bell. Okay. Anyways, so they so they go into <laughs> Taco Bell, and they both go into the bathroom to wash their hands before they're going to order their food and eat their so food. That's that's sacrifice too. I appreciate Here's that. where the story like really picks up. Once in the bathroom, Dan, the owner of all of Chick-fil-A, right, takes out some extra paper towels and sheets, that, that kind of stuff, and he starts to wipe down and clean the sinks in the Taco Bell restaurant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A place is a competitor. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're like, I want this to be like nasty in here and blah. And Rick Warren looks at him and is like, uh, hey, thanks for doing that. Dan? Weirdo. No. Well, kind of like, <laughs> I love that he did really it. intrigued. Yeah. Like, you just cleaned a Taco Bell bathroom sinks mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And here's his quote Rick, we teach our staff to always leave any place they are at a better condition than when they found it. Mm-hmm whether it's our place or not. Mm-hmm. And it's that last part, whether it's our place or not. Mm-hmm. And we're right now sacrificing when it's our team. Mm-hmm. It's it's our experience. Mm-hmm. It's our kid playing. Mm-hmm. It's our benefit to go do this. We're going to get this out of this. Mm-hmm. That's oftentimes why we sacrifice mm-hmm. because in our mind, and I don't think it's super, super, super selfish, but I think there's a little bit of a I sacrifice with a bit of a buyer's mentality, hmm. a bit of a I'm sacrificing 
But I'm also kind of it's an exchange. Yeah, it's an exchange for sure. Yeah, it's a transaction Mm -hmm. where that's not sacrifice. Sacrifice is I am flat out taking a hit on this. Mm -hmm. This doesn't benefit me. Some might say, well, it does character wise. Yeah, I'm not I'm talking about like the moment mm-hmm. you, you're taking a bit of a loss there. Mm-hmm. And I love that thinking. And I love what you bring up because I wonder, because I even think about myself, do I sacrifice with pure intentions? Mm-hmm. Do I do the give up moments, mm-hmm. the, the, the give away moments, the let me do this for you moments? purely as sacrifice Mm -hmm. or is there deep in me going, this is a transaction. Mm -hmm. I sure hope something. Mm -hmm. I hope somebody sees me. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. So there's two approaches biblically to sum it all up and sacrifice. I I knew you were going to mention this. So I wanted to bring this up. Matthew chapter 27, verse 11. Now Jesus was standing before Pilate, Mm -hmm. the Roman governor. Are you the King of the Jews? The governor asked him. Jesus replied, you have said it. I love Jesus so much. <laughs> so th- this was super normal for <laughs> the, the the prefect, mm-hmm. Pontius Pilate, to offer judgments outside the front of his mansion. Like mm-hmm. he would come out, decree, are you, PJs. I now, here you go. It was part of Pilate's job yeah. to actually judge criminals. Mm-hmm. So all of this is standard. That's why he asked the question. Because mm-hmm. he's like, what are we dealing with here? I just love Jesus's answer. Jesus says, you said it. <laughs> so he's normally judging. Mm-hmm. Pilate saw, this is verse 24, he wasn't getting anywhere and that a riot was developing. So now he has a problem. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right. So he sent for a bowl of water and washed his hands before the crowd saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. The responsibility is yours. Hmm. Is that where the quote, I wash my hands of this? Is that, or yeah. the, the saying, is that yeah. where that comes from? I'd never thought of it until just this moment. He, the word responsibility grips me mm-hmm. similarly mm-hmm. to the Dan Cathy. Mm-hmm. It's not his responsibility mm-hmm. to clean the sinks at Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. And I think in the world of sacrifice, we think, well, what's my responsibility? And if I don't have a responsibility, then this has nothing to do That's with That's not my job yeah. kind of mentality, for sure. Where the evidence actually begins to show if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, that's not the stuff you should be processing mm-hmm. regarding sacrifice. Mm-hmm. If it's That's not your question. If it's your kid, mm-hmm. if it's your benefit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I recently worked, through this where, you know, with, with our kids' sports, sometimes because there's different teams, you're asked to volunteer for another kid's team, not your kid, mm-hmm. another kid's team. Mm-hmm. And at first thought is, well, that's not my responsibility because my kid doesn't play on the team. Mm-hmm. But then that's not the kind of person you want to be. Mm-mm. So he passes off this decision that he should have made himself. For sure. He was nor- that was his job. Mm-hmm. And, and, and no, it wasn't the other people's responsibility. You know what I said? It wasn't their responsibility. It was his responsibility. But they were, they were loud. But he wasn't courageous enough to do mm-hmm. so. He was passing 
the sacrifice on to other people. And I think we do the same. Mm-hmm. Where we think, is this going to benefit me? And if it doesn't benefit me, then it must be someone else's sacrifice and we push it off. Mm-hmm. It's the whole old school talk about somebody else if you plant it. a tree, the tree's not for you, it's for the next generation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Even I think about like after the game, the, so football, back again to football, we were in another town at a football game and one of the things that the announcer said before everybody left was, hey, would you help us out and pick up some, pick up the trash around you before you leave? And I thought, one, thank you for asking, because yes, huh. that's something that it's just good to do with your kids anyways, pick up trash. Um, but I, I was also sad that he had to say it. <laughs> oh, I got you. Yeah. Like there's going to be a lot yeah. of trash around here, but that's what that is, is it's not mine. I it's think, not, yeah. I think we walk around. But this is all of ours. That's why we walk around making decisions based on what we think our responsibility is. Instead of having ownership of, and that's why even when you say with kids, I think of the kids on those teams so that may not be able to have both parents there for whatever reason. And so there's a deficit in volunteers because mom wants to watch her kid play and can't. And like, we all belong to each other. And so of course we're part of this team, so we will help. And, but you're right. Our, our often in our humanness, our initial response is, hmm. Good. So sorry to interrupt. No, no. I'm going to do that a lot. So flip, flip the whole story. See how this this response to responsibility mm-hmm. to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. John thirteen four. So he got up from the table. Mm-hmm. This is he isn't Jesus. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, Mm -hmm. drying them with the towel he had around them. If you don't know, culturally speaking, most people in this environment had a person, a servant, someone who had this job of washing people's feet. It was never going to be the rabbi. Mm -hmm. And it definitely was not going to be the savior of all mankind. Who was getting ready to... This is not Jesus' job. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And then Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I'm doing, but someday you will. Mm -hmm. No, Peter protested. You will never, ever wash my feet. This is because Peter in his mind is going, that's not your responsibility. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you should not do it because it's not your responsibility. Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Mm -hmm. So that's why I would tell you, this is a much deeper issue than we give it credit for. Mm -hmm on the responsibility of sacrifice that we're saying, I only sacrifice if it benefits me, if it's my team, my family, my job, my place, my city, my... Mm -hmm. Jesus replied, you won't belong to me. This is a belonging conversation. So what I was taught, forget who said this, might be Mark Batterson who said it first, I don't remember. But here's your lesson. Don't wash your hands like Pilate. Wash feet like Jesus. Oh, amen. Don't wash your hands like Pilate. And, and j- just so we're not getting too wordy here, don't pass the buck. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't say, that's your responsibility. Don't wash your hands like Pilate. Wash feet like Jesus. Take on responsibilities that aren't even yours. Take on sacrifices that don't benefit you. Mm-hmm. 
It wasn't Jesus's responsibility at all to wash their feet. Mm -hmm. He was breaching social protocol. Mm -hmm. He was, this is messing with them so much so that even Peter, the student, the disciple, mm -hmm. actually offers a bit of a, a like a, a rebuttal to his own rabbi, mm -hmm. which you, you don't do that. Mm -hmm. Say, no, 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 you don't do this. This is not your mm -hmm. responsibility. And, and to go further, even with Jesus, yeah, we're like, yeah, he shouldn't wash his feet. It wasn't Jesus's responsibility to pay for our mm -hmm. sins either. Sometimes it's it's easy to forget the significance of, of the grace and mercy that we have mm -hmm. because of what Jesus did, mm -hmm. but we must never forget he didn't have to do that mm -hmm. to still be God and almighty and good and wonderful. So I read this book called, called Moral Courage, and I think it walks us into a practical application to this conversation. That's why. And this book, Moral Courage, talks about and defines moral courage like if you're going to sacrifice in places that it's not your responsibility to sacrifice, it's just as a moment you've got, moral courage, the definition, putting yourself in harm's way to protect someone else. Mm -hmm. So this is why, this is the difference that you read about an article about someone, an unsung hero who saves the life of another person. You're like, like what? Or stands up to like, a bully. Or, you're yeah. like, why'd you do that? And the response is almost always the same. Well, this is what a human being should do. Right. This, this should be the response. This should be like the... The baseline. Right. But in our culture, mm -hmm. it becomes a hero moment mm -hmm. because someone stepped out of what they were just simply responsible for and mm -hmm. took on the responsibility of someone else's life and someone else's need and someone else's just world and stepped into it. And that's why I think this is so profound. I think Christians are called to a moral courage of putting yourself in harm's way to protect someone else. I actually think when you talk about this, it actually reminds me when we talk about margin, having margin in your schedule, margin in your calendar, uh, in insofar as you can, because sometimes so I feel like some people might be listening going, how am I supposed to do all of these things in the midst of a wild, busy, crazy life? Yeah. And some of it is even having mental, I would call it mental or emotional margin. Again, being so in, be, working at being so intentional, it's not something that might be able to be done every day or cons like consistently in the beginning. But even when we go on walks around our neighborhood, one of the things uh, that for a season needed to be done was trash needed to be picked up along the way. It's uh. gotten way better. But there was, especially during um, the pandemic and when everything was closed down, there was trash everywhere and yeah. it was disgusting. And that's not our road and that's not our field, but we're there and we're walking by it every day. So why not? help pick up the trash and yeah. throw it away. It's it's almost, I think, walking walking into the spaces we go into um and saying, how can I how can I help? Like what can I do to make this better? And it's not taking responsibility in the sense that you're you're usurping authority or anything like that. Cause there are some people that go, oh, I can just take on everything because that would be great. It'd run so much better or whatever. Yeah. But where like with humility going in and um I think even at, um, again, football. But one of the things I love about uh, the parents on our team is like if there's if there's a parent that has two kids on two different teams, the coaches or other parents are helping get gear on and yeah. tying shoes. And it, it those types of things, when we just lean in and say, can I help? Or I'm just going to take care of, you know, I see something. It's just walking in, having a posture of a willingness and an availability and a humility and it, it could be as simple as picking up trash or as big as if 
friends are arguing or your kids are arguing and instead of just going, you know what, forget it, figure it out. Yeah. I'm going to go, can I sit and mediate? Can I help you walk this out? Can I show you how to do this? Because <laughs> maybe you don't know. It can it can include all of those scopes or jumping in front of something for somebody and helping. That's what I think a, a wonderful in, in our season. Don't Don't only look and think about your benefit. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds like, well, so basic. Mm-hmm. I'm telling us, like, that's mm-hmm. all. Yes, you can buy the jersey of your favorite team. Do it. Get it. Mm-hmm. Get that. Get that. Mm-hmm. Fine. But but also look at, do all of your sacrifices benefit you and your family and your right. friends and your workplace and the people connected to you? Or do you actually have evidence of sacrifice that brought zero benefit to you? Mm-hmm. Where the good that you did was for that person and you actually can't, it'd be difficult to find any actual benefit. Mm -hmm. Some of the most moving moments of my entire life is when it was the, that person didn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. That's there. There almost was like low or zero expectation. I think about your Sunday school teacher that brought a kite over because you had had like a rough day. I had made his day rough. (laughs) I made his morning rough as a kid in his Sunday school class, and he goes outside of that mm-hmm. and sacrifices his Sunday afternoon to take me to go fly a kite, uh, this little punk kid. Mm-hmm. And I I just, I love that, yes, I think we're all willing to sacrifice, but make sure that you are sacrificing in all of the ways that God is presenting mm-hmm. for you to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you have to go all all of a sudden just looking and find something random. Random's fine. But look around you and look for an opportunity to to have this like moral courage to protect someone, mm-hmm. to invest in someone. Mm-hmm. And that someone might even be someone you don't even have a name of and you never learn their name. Mm-hmm. Sacrifice is uh such a powerful thing. So I love it. Good. Hope that helps, folks. Uh do what benefits others and uh and make sure that you've got that in your life as a normal practice sacrifice yes. well till next time go chiefs go chiefs and we love you very much